What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light and Decatur in Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Up to 150 young people will be hired for the Benton Harbor Summer Youth Employment Program this year. Program Coordinator Corey Sterling tells us the city is teaming up with Michigan Works to seek the youth for the six-weeks program. It's open to those age 14 to 19. They'll be doing various jobs, landscaping at the city parks. The first three parks will be Broadway Park, Union Park, and Hull Park. But they'll also be touching based on some of the smaller parks, and also they'll be doing special projects throughout the city. Sterling says the program was held last year as well, but it's expanding this year. Last year we hired 65 youth, but it was all through the city of Benton Harbor before the partnership this year. Sterling says the pay varies depending on the young person's age. The jobs will pay $10 an hour for those 14 and 15 and $15 an hour for those over 15. The program will take applications all next week at Benton Harbor High School from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. To apply, participants should bring a photo ID, social security card, birth certificate, and a parent or guardian. Parents are required to provide more income verification with a tax form or two paycheck stubs. Sterling says the employment program is designed to give the young people something positive to do during the summer. A grand opening of the new eSports lab at Benton Harbor High School will take place next week. Benton Harbor Area Schools says it will be a Tuesday at the high school at 4 4.30 p.m. The district's getting into the game of eSports or competitive video gaming for its pilot season with the next academic year. It says eSports will be part of the athletics department and hold the same status as any other athletic activity at the school, meaning student-athletes will have to meet the same academic attendance and disciplinary standards. The district says eSports helps to encourage and develop skills like problem-solving, communication, teamwork, and sportsmanship. For the pilot season, the district is coordinating teams competing across the state in games like Rocket League, League of Legends, and Hearthstone. Additional competitions for and championships for Benton Harbor area schools to be conducted locally with Barry and Risa and other community partners. Lincoln Township could open its new splash pad for the summer starting next week. Township Treasurer Terry Smith tells us the splash pad is at Community Center Park behind the Township Hall off Roosevelt Road. The Lincoln Township splash pad's different from the one in St. Joe. Smith says it has different kinds of sprayers, each suited to different ages. Just something for our community. There's more interest in spray parks now, and we thought, why should people in our neighborhood have to run down to St. Joe when they can come right here and we have the space for it? Smith says the splash pad has been delayed multiple times, first by COVID and then by water pressure pressure issues. I'm just happy that we could do this for the community, and I hope everyone is able to enjoy it. Unfortunately, we didn't get it open on the 90-degree days, but I'm sure we'll have plenty ahead of us. Smith says the crews are to test the pad on Monday, and if all goes well, it could open Tuesday. The township paid for it with its own funds. The Benefit Car Show, which is being held tomorrow, will close Maiden Lane in one direction between Lincoln Avenue and Washington Avenue. The Berrien County Road Department says eastbound traffic on Maiden Lane will be closed tomorrow, starting in the morning to the end of the event around 4 p.m. Maiden Lane will only permit travel heading westbound. 
and drivers are advised to follow the signs as we posted. There's a car show to benefit Berrien County police and firefighters taking place at Maiden Lane Park tomorrow. Despite his arrest and misdemeanor charges over the January 6th U.S. Capitol riot, Ryan Kelly is leading the pack in the race for Republicans' gubernatorial primary in August. Epic MRA pollster Bernie Porn says it's all about positioning for the fall election to get the votes of the voters. A candidate chosen who shares their views on issues. Uh, they uh, have a higher vote for Rinky than the other candidates, uh, whereas those who say that uh, uh, they want a candidate who can beat Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, Kelly and Soldano do uh, better among those voters. But Porn says most of those surveyed haven't made up their minds. Despite her endorsement from Betsy DeVos, Tudor Dixon is falling well behind the rest. A state grant to build a modular or modified technology home is going to the village of Cassopolis. The Michigan State Housing Development Authority last week announced a nearly $1.4 million in grants to seven communities for the modular homes. Governor Gretchen Whitmer says the grants will reduce the typical family, single-family home construction timeline and allow housing to be made available for immediate use. The Michigan State Housing Development Authority's MOD program provides access of up to $200,000 in construction financing through a repayable loan to create modular build or modified technology homes. The grant for Cassopolis is $200,000. Construction will start this summer and is expected to be finished in late 2023 or early 2024. And Michigan residents jailed before or during a trial are eligible to vote, but they often lack the voting materials needed to learn more about the candidates and issues. Groups are working to raise awareness about and access to jail-based voting. Amani Sawari is with Spread the Vote, which is partnering with Michigan to create a vote-by-mail-in-jail program. They help with voter registration by paying for expenses required for jailed voters to obtain an ID and providing stamps, envelopes, forms and voter guides. Our goal is to create, if not an in-person program, at least a remote process for jailed voters to not only register while incarcerated, but to also receive their absentee ballot to their place of incarceration so that they can fully participate in voting. Other states where spread the votes working to facilitate jail-based voting include neighboring Wisconsin and Indiana. As Juneteenth approaches this Sunday, the voting access for all coalition is spotlighting the ways that social issues like poverty and race are intertwined in the criminal legal system, as well as affecting voting rights. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. The war in Ukraine, supply and demand, and oil refinery shutdowns are all major factors for the high gas prices. ABC's Deidre Bolden explains how the close of refineries are having a big effect. The U.S. is less, I would say, by about 6% of refining capacity since 2019. That was made even worse during the pandemic. I mean, honestly, a lot of refineries just shut. They were not profitable or they were finding themselves really in conflict with new standards, trying to be greener, trying to reduce these greenhouse gases. So a lot have just shut. And by the way, no new refineries have been built in the U.S. for about 50 years. Prosecutors have accused a Las Vegas man of committing a hate crime by killing one person and wounding five at a mass shooting at a Taiwanese-American church lunch in California. The Orange County District Attorney's Office said Friday authorities added hate crime allegations to the murder and attempted murder charges filed against 68-year-old David Wenwei Chow. Authorities have said that Chow opened fire on a May lunch gathering at the Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Church in Laguna Woods. 
Authorities said Chow was motivated by hatred of Taiwan, where he was born and grew up. Chow was expected to be arraigned August 19th. Infants, toddlers, and preschoolers could finally start getting COVID-19 vaccines as soon as next week. ABC's Justin Finch has more from Washington. The Food and Drug Administration greenlighting Moderna and Pfizer for emergency use authorization of their vaccines for children ages six months to five years old. On Saturday, a CDC advisory panel will review the vaccine makers' findings and are expected to vote. With their approval, the CDC director could sign off soon after, putting those vaccines on track for use for as soon as next week. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf. We expect that the vaccines for younger children will provide protection for the most severe outcomes of COVID-19, such as hospitalization and death. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. The third victim of a church shooting in Alabama has died. The Vestavia Hills Police Department identified the victim in a Friday post on Facebook as an 84-year-old white woman who died at a hospital. They did not release her identity. The 71-year-old suspect's been identified as a white man who had previously attended services at the church. He's in custody and facing capital murder charges. The British Prime Minister made a surprise visit to Kyiv for an in-person meeting with the Ukrainian president. More from ABC's Tom Rivers at the Foreign Desk. Boris Johnson has said most of it before in a message directed at Volodymyr Zelensky. We are with you to give you the strategic endurance that you will need. And we are going to continue to help intensify the sanctions on Putin's regime. One new thing, however, Johnson came with a pledge by Britain to lead a program that the U.K. says could train up to 10,000 Ukrainian soldiers every 120 days outside of the country. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. A law firm says about 20 students at a Michigan high school where four students were killed in a mass shooting say their constitutional rights to safety and education were violated. A federal lawsuit filed today calls for changes to ensure security at Oxford High School in Oakland County. The suit names Oxford Community School District, its former superintendent, and several other officials. and seeks an independent review and policy changes, including increased transparency and communication from the district. The Associated Press sent an email seeking comment from the district. Ethan Crumbly has been charged with murder and terrorism in the November 30th shootings that also left six students and a teacher wounded. A virtual meeting for President Biden to talk about climate change, food security, and global energy is planned. This is the third major economies forum the president has hosted since taking office. More from ABC's Karen Travers at the White House. Bringing together representatives from 23 countries, President Biden on Friday called for a renewed commitment to tackling climate change. We cannot afford to let the critical goal of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius slip out of our reach. And the science tells us that the window for action is rapidly narrowing. Rapidly. The White House announced the U.S. and other nations will coordinate on actions focused on methane gas leaks, zero emission vehicles, and clean energy technologies. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. An elected official who's a central figure in a New Mexico county's refusal to certify recent election results based on the debunked conspiracy about voting machines has avoided more time in jail for joining the mob that attacked the U.S. Capitol. Coy Griffin was sentenced today to 14 days behind bars, which he has already served. The founder of the political group Cowboys for Trump, who is a member of a county commission in a remote part of New Mexico, entered a restricted area outside the Capitol on January 6, 2021, but didn't go into the building itself. 
And the Iowa Supreme Court today made it easier for lawmakers in that state to limit or ban abortions. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. The Iowa Supreme Court said the state's constitution is not the source of a fundamental right to an abortion. It is a change from four years ago when the same court protected abortion in Iowa. The composition of the court has since changed, and this opinion said the earlier one insufficiently recognized that future human lives are at stake. The ruling involved a challenge to Iowa's 24-hour waiting period, but the judges said they are not blind to the fact that an important abortion case is now pending in the United States Supreme Court. That opinion, expected any day now, could trigger abortion bans in the states. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.